Discover how you can live a glorious and supernatural life through the teachings of Servant Emmanuel Chum Entry. Servant Emmanuel Chum Entry is the head pastor of Royal Palace Chapel Assemblies of God, an anointed, energetic, and practical teacher of the Word. This servant of God will inspire you with the practical teachings of the Word of God that will inspire, refresh, energize, and bring healing to your body, soul, and spirit. Now to today's message. The only gateway to God. Father, we humble ourselves before you. Teach us your word. Anoint our eyes, anoint our spirit, anoint our soul. Cause us to hear from you, not from me. May I never be seen, but may your people see you. May I never place myself ahead of your word. But let your word go forth. As you speak them. Transform our hearts. Anoint our mind, spirit, soul, body, everything. And make us glued and addicted to your way. Spirit of the Lord, thank you for such a release in the atmosphere. Amen and amen. Now Matthew chapter 9 verses 13. Matthew chapter 9 the verses 13. The Bible said, but go ye and learn what that minute. I will have mercy, not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but rather I came to call sinners to repentance. I don't need a sacrifice. I came with mercy. To have sinners call into what? Into righteousness. So, what is the, that holy gateway? That holy gateway is what I call repentance. That is the holy gateway to God. Apart from being repentance, well, if you don't repent, you can't be born again. So we are going back to our root. Teaching of anointing, breakthroughs, grace, visitation, divine overflow, all these kind of things. Everything that Christianity stands for. The first step is repentance. When we have not genuinely repented, we might think that we are in Christ, but he will not know us. A lot of things will fall apart. Nothing will work in our lives. The devil will deceive us that we are in the faith, but we have not genuinely repented. So we need to take our time to, 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 to deal with the first step. As I, as I keep on telling you, the series, the Spirit of God said I shouldn't stop. He said I should continue to the time he will instruct me to stop about the deception. Because the, the, it's, the, the thing is, the greatest, the greatest weapon that the enemy is using against all humanity, including pastors, including archbishops, including so many people that we professes that we, we know him, but we don't know him. There is one thing to know one thing, and there's another to do what you know. And there's another way to know what you know, and to do what you know. And what you have done can also affect you. 
Because there are some things you can do it, but it doesn't change you. Praise the Lord. So, Christianity, Christianity, see Christianity. There is only one gate to Christianity. And we call it the gate of what? Repentance. And that is the only gate that all the preaching, all the miracles, signs and wonders, testimonies, breakthrough, salvation, redemption, grace, faith, whatever. Until that door opens to you, you can't access to all this kind of booty that is made available for a born again believer. But normally we jump into born again, but we don't talk about the gate. So right now as we are here, if the main gate of the church is not open unto you, you can't enjoy the things that are in auditorium. You might be at the church side. So many of us, we are at the church side, but we are not in auditorium. Because the single gate has not been opened unto us. If it's open unto us, nothing old should be found about me, nothing old should be found about you. So this is an indoor cleaning of the backyard for us to genuinely see ourselves that if you, I meet you and I ask you, will you make it to heaven? It should not be by faith. Going to heaven should not be by faith. Oh, I have faith that I will go. No. That is the only thing you can go by faith. It is by practice. Can you make it to heaven? Oh, by faith, I will go by all means. Say, there is nothing like by all means possible. It must be a traceable thing that has to do with your heart. I know what I do in secret. You know what to do in secret. I know what I do that you don't know. You know what you do that I don't know. But nobody can hide it from the one that is sitting up there. So clearly, we might, we might, we might, this is one of the messages that we are so, so hidden from many people that they think that they are in auditorium, but yesterday at the church side. So there's a difference to be, to be between being at church side. You say sight, but you are not in auditorium. Why is it so? Because the gate has not been opened unto you. So we confess Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, but genuinely we have not repented. We have not repented. We have not had the key to open that door to access into the auditorium. You can hear the sound. You can give offering, but your offering will not be placed in the offering bowl. We can share communion. You could hear it. It's time for communion. You could hear it, but can you participate? You can't participate because you are not inside the auditorium. Praise the Lord repentance goes with the book of life. When you repent, then your name enters into the book of life. So genuine repentance records your name in the book of life. So if your name is not there, it means you have not repented. So Jesus said, I didn't come to call people who are righteous. Because those who are already sick, they need physicians. But those who are not sick and you are healthy, do you need any medical doctor? If they are shouting, people who are suffering from this disease and sickness, do you even mind? You don't care because you are not you are not part of it. You know that you are not the one who took the watch. And we are shouting, watch, watch. When you hear it, it becomes like a, a strength into you. But the one who took the phone, he knows. And he will never forget until the time he dies. Whatever you have stolen before, you will never forget about it until the time you die.
And one of the things that is so stunning is that the one you have stolen his thing, if he's not dead and still alive, his prayers will always go against you. It is easy for people to succeed, but it is difficult for them to fail. Easy for people to succeed, but to fail, very difficult. The things people would do before they can fail, it's not easy. But the things to do to go to examination of those who are passing, stress free, but those who are failing, they could twist their neck 36, 360 degrees. And still nothing is still on the paper. So even failing, it goes to stressful moment. Torture memory. Powerful condition. Temperature rising. Frustration. And sometimes you can get angry between you and the question. And sometimes when you see the FJ examiner, your, your lecturer that gave you that question, you see him passing by. He, he looks so... Uh, uh, but the one who is answering the questions... He, he, he begin to love the, the lecture. Now even if when you want to sing, the kind of torture, the calculations, the kind of process you go through in order to sing, it is not the same thing compared to when you want to live in righteousness. Easy to live in righteousness, but difficult. You have to calculate, you have to do this, you have to analyze it so that you will not be caught, through of us. But if you are living a righteous life, you just have to obey and it's easy for you. You just move on. So we, are, we have gone back to Christianity. The start up of Christianity starts with repentance. Please, I want you to write it down. The start up of Christianity starts with what? Repentance. When somebody heard me preach this, they say, ah, this church power. Do they think I'm a small boy? You are a small boy. You are not a small boy. You are grandfather of God. That's why you don't need any repentance. The Bible said Jesus must even learn how to obey God until it was counted to him as righteous. He said he learned obedience from the very things he suffered. The torturable things that he went through, the hunger, the test, the rejection, the criticism, the insult, and above all, the crucifixion and bury him in the grave. Hey, come and sit down. Hurry up, come and sit down. When I'm speaking, you don't move. No matter be the situation. Everybody's preparing himself for him. When I'm preaching and you, you run escape of one, one revelation, maybe it can create a hole. Everything. Bible said Jesus learned obedience from the very things he suffered. So when we are going through things in Christianity, you can't disallow yourself not to learn some things. Somebody shall repentance. It is the only gate. If you have not genuinely repented, heaven is not part of your life. And whatever we do in Christianity, you don't benefit from it. If I sinned yesterday, the Lord should forgive me. I listen to some so to speak, great men of God. 
and I felt so much bad yesterday on DSTV. Uh, uh, this uh, TBN. Listen to Derek Prince. Listen to Joel Austin. I listened to another man of God. I felt very bad. The, the message. That's why I say, if I have sinned, God should forgive me. The message. And the scriptures of explanation. So I I I I found out that whether is is the person that I'm listening to. And the Spirit of God said, You listen to them carefully. They will never mention the coming of Christ. They will never mention the return of Jesus. Oh. Don't get me wrong. You have to be a matured listener. Are you listening to me? I, I listen to the substances of their messages. And it was it was something. So I found I, I later asked him and said, Is it these people that we know already, or this is another type of man of God? If what we preach, you can't go with it. It will be difficult to understand certain things. Maybe they are, they are, their teaching was also about my understanding. That's why I became also confused and I didn't understand what they are saying. And then when somebody knowledge is better than you, higher than you, when he speaks, you don't understand it. So maybe I didn't understand it. But I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. And I switched to another TV station, gospel. I look at the, another message. Ah, Spirit of God, are you trying to tell, try me or you are testing me or what? I didn't hear any answer from him though. But you look at the substances of messages that are being delivered from one message to another message to another message. I, I, I felt very bad. And one of them, people were sitting there without writing. No writing. Nothing. They were just looking to the face of the man of God. The Bible said we should go out and teach. A teacher demands students. So teacher prepared notes. What do students do? They write. Because one day life will give you examinations. And you have to use what you have written down to answer those questions. The world is getting to somewhere. I told you last year, the time is going to come. The pure message you have been hearing 10 years, 15 years ago will be sophisticatedly changed. And it will be prayed to suit into the hearing of men, which is also a prophetic arena. And we are in that era. Nobody wants to preach a message that will prick people to be up and doing for Christ. And to walk in the corridors of righteousness. But the moment you start talking about grace, 
that softens things for people to cheapen themselves in the world. They become something else. Grace does not permit you to sin. Grace is a gateway like repentance. It opens you to come to a place where you don't deserve. Then you are given a place that you're supposed not to be in case you, were, you used to be in a former sin. And grace also gives you a door to access where God is. But to permit you to sin and continue to sin and also allow your weaknesses to become your lifestyle, grace does not work that way. But that was the message for one of them. So even if this message turned on this level of line, you could imagine 10 years to come if Jesus doesn't come. Anybody who, a young, a, young, a young man of God would jump on that same message who follows this man of God who also preached by modernization chapters of releasing words. So we are getting somewhere which the truth is being minimal. The hard words are being softened by using different versions and so many analogies to explain the Bible in a very cheap way. Can I tell you something? The Bible is not cheap. Because the author is not a cheap God. You should have written this thing down. If you don't look into my face. I'm not narrating story. The Bible is not what? It's not cheap the way you think it. It's not. Why? Because the one who uttered it is not a cheap God. You can't even label God with the word C-H. E-A-P. Even you human beings not cheap. How much more God? Is your shoe cheap? No. So we should not even bring it near to God. But uh, the word of God is being handled as if as if it's economics book. Is it economic book? Which book on earth can be compared to this one? There's no book. And this is life. Even though not all of them are the word of God. Not all of them. But all of them also happen because of God's word. People must sin, do some mistakes and do some kind of unhundious things so that the word of God will be communicated to correct what happened. And also to release God's agenda. And evil produces a gateway for God to communicate his agenda. So please, this thing we call Bible is not cheap. So anytime anybody trying to preach anything out of this book that makes you a cheap Christian, you pick the word as if it is nothing. As if it's your daily personal adoptable message that you want to live like. And you want to handle it at any point in time. When you like, you obey. When you don't like, you don't obey. This is not Christianity. This is demonic worship. Obeying God's word does not demand conditions and occasions. It is a continual obedience. Continuous. It's not, it's not obeyed in what? Conditions and what? Occasions. When it's some condition, you obey. Then you just leave it. Then when it's some kind of a, a, a occasion, you obey. Some occasion, you don't obey. When you are going to drink with your friends, you don't obey. When you are alone, you obey. But it's a consistent, continual obedience to the scriptures. You veer off, you come back. 
you veer off, you come back. Somebody shout aloud, amen, the church. So this book is not cheap. I'm telling you this because we have a lot of immaterial things that are not breathed by God on TV, on radio, on in books. So many things. Sometimes I buy some books and I throw them away. The topic is good, but the content is right. It's rubbish. I throw my money away, but it's okay. That my, my soul should not be poisoned. We are in the end time, so open your eyes. You open your eyes. It's not anything that you have to give your ears to. Because whatever you hear forms your heart. So Jesus said he didn't come to call righteous people. He came to call which people? Sinners into what? Sinners into repentance. The word R-E is back to Genesis chapter 1 verses 1. And Genesis chapter 1 verses 26. God, Jesus came in order to call man back to Genesis chapter 1 verses 1. And Genesis chapter 1 verses 26. Chapter 1 of Genesis, chapter 2 of Genesis spelled out the perfect error, the righteous error, the holiness error. It was the chapters of God's error and man error relating together as one. But chapter 3 brought a split. What happened that it brought a split? It brought a split because man was deceived by Lucifer through the serpent. And there was a big gap. God sucked that man. He was once upon a time one way. So anytime you see restoration, restitution, repentance, what again? Reconciliation, reunion. Now, I don't want to use words that are not in the Bible. There's nothing like, there is nothing like reunion in the Bible. Redemption, rescue, redeemer, what again? Replenish. So all those re, 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 re. What again? Revive. Okay, revive. There's a word there, revive. It, it, it's a sign of bringing us back to where life started. So, when life has gone on and many people have come to live in this world, and now you have come to say, say, I have seen a good life. So I want to go there. It is a sign that you have to say that, okay, now I have to repent. And what is that repentance? Stopping that path where you are on to come to the new path. I'm just opening your eye. I will hit the message right now. I'm just trying to... It's a new man, so I'm developing your your, 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 your belts and your hormones and your spirits and the appetite for you to know that many of us are outside the church but we are not in the auditorium why because we have not genuinely come to terms of it so when God said let us create man in our image after our likeness God did it came to pass the chapter 3 of Genesis caused a commotion the verses 2 uh, verses 2 7 our popular scripture Everybody in this church knows. Verses two, uh, chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. So what he said about Genesis 1.26, that is what he was doing. He said it, Genesis, it was a prophecy. Man was spoken into being. And physically, God practiced it. 
So this is the beginning of a man. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. A man became what? A living soul. So this is where everybody started. This is where Adam and Eve started. This is Adam. God made Adam. And after all, he coined Eve out of the same man. So when Eve go back to Adam, it is still the same Adam that God created from the ground. Out of them, we came. Now, forgetting about the rest of the people that have come. This is how God started with a man. In a very glorious way, when our, our big screen comes, you're going to see a lot of illustration on it. Pictures, images, videos, so that preaching will become more easy for us. Praise the Lord. Titan offering. We should give the Titan offering for you to talk. So this is where everybody began. Now, the moment you, 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 you are born, you are not part of this one. You are no more a living soul. You are part of the dead soul. Why is it so? Because Adam became a dead soul. So all human race became dead souls. All human race. You, you don't have to. Now, okay, angel has given birth today. What yesterday? When? Yesterday. Okay, so now we have another Jew. <laughs> Amen. We have another Jew. A boy has come to be added to the family of the angels and the royal palace. Amen. Now, the, 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 the boy that has come, he's a sinner. He's a sinner. When it comes to judgment, God will know how he will handle him when he has not grown to know good or bad. But per Bible uh, confirmations, anybody who is born as a human being is a sinner. And when you become a sinner, God doesn't know you. You might be breathing his breath, but you are dead too. When it comes to his records, he doesn't consider you part of his records. And God brought Jesus to come and give a door so that everybody will pass through that door through him to come back to this place, this living soul. So, uh, 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 Romans 5 says that by one man, sin entered into the whole wide world. I think Romans chapter 5 verse 13. 13, 14, and 15. Let's read that one. Romans 5, 12. Start from 12. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon how many men? Talk to me, how many men? So the moment a child is born, that, that child is a sinner. No matter how gross the child is, he's a sinner. Based on God's own sovereignty, he knows how to judge those who will be born before the rapture. Forget about the movies you have seen. They are not biblical centered. Forget about those rapture movies you have seen. That babies are in the court. Then when the rapture takes place, they to their pig. The Bible says those who wash their garment in the lamb's blood and they are sanctified without wrinkling or what? Or, or, or spot will be big. That child has not lived any life. 
So it is based on if the, because so death so death passed upon how many people? All men. For that, all have heard. Simple. So everybody in this life have sinned. You must not smoke before you are called a sinner. You must not fornicate before you are called a sinner. When you sin, you are just continuing what is already inside you. Can I say something? Sin is part of everybody. Righteousness is a secondary matter to our life. The primary lifestyle and nature of every everybody on earth is sin. Righteousness is a foreign thing. Also, for I am memory baby, what you know? So I just say, Oba sorry, I'm not when you come. Memory baby, what you know, sir? If you know, say, today is a solid. You must get tired. Oba na when you come. When when somebody is preaching around, see somebody sleeping. It's not nice. At all. One day, my mother began. My many playing in other house. My bones and everything. What is the first nature of every man? Sin. That is what we are. That is why when I'm with someone, somebody is sinning. He's a master of it than righteousness. We have more power over sin than righteousness. Righteousness is just a something you are trying to bring it to change what is already there, and and sin is already deposited in our blood than righteousness. Sin is our is our lifestyle. It's our, it's our firstborn package. By virtue of this scripture. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into where? Sin entered into the world. And death by sin. So death passed upon how many people? For that, how many people have sinned? All men have sinned. So you don't actually have to sin for you to become a sinner. Or the thing is already inside you. So to have righteousness replacing your sinful life is really a challenge and a battle. This is what I'm bringing you to. To change that lifestyle of sinful, addicted, and shrine established within your blood, your mind. Sometimes the things you do, you come that you can say, ah, so how did I do it? No, say it is part of your life. You're already a master over it. Righteousness, we're here to obey. But if you want to sin, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't think. You, the thing is part of you. So, so sin is in the blood more than disease and sickness. And can I show, I just saw something right now. The Spirit of God just showed me something right now. The sin is not in the body. It's not in the bones. It's in the blood. Because that is where life is. So when sin is in your blood, it means you are dead in your in, your, in, the, in the life that is in your blood. And that is why Jesus also have to come to give blood to give life, because His blood carries life, and our blood carries sin, which is death. So it's an exchange. Give me your death, and I will give my blood of what life. If I clapping, I think it will be better. Amen. Sometimes some of you, when I check your nose, I'm here, but I see your nose. When I check the way you write nose, you are you are lazy, and you are not serious to make it to heaven. 
at all. You are consciously failing to the lake of fire, not heaven. Because you don't write so well. You, you, be, you, 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 you are a master of deception. As if we are writing by honor writing. And people too, they write, but it's not complete. <laughs> so, you, writing without writing it well. And somebody who is not writing, you are still the same thing. You are not, you are not, you are, you are, you are not, you are not helping yourself. So this is what I just saw right now. That the sin nature. That is why my hands can sin. My leg can sin. Wherever blood flow to, sin can be active there. So Jesus said, even though I have given you my body, but the body does not give righteousness. It is where life resides. Where is it? The blood. So Leviticus 7 what? Leviticus uh, 11.17 said, uh, the life of the flesh is where? It's in the blood. So death does not reign in the heart. It reigns in our blood system. And sin, where death is, that is where sin is. So wherever blood flows in our body, ladies and gentlemen, what, what can happen there? Sin is more than available. Why? Because sin is our master class. We are specialized in sin. We are practitioners in sin. Can I say something? You go to law school to become a lawyer, but no one go to sin school to become a sinner. I just saw it right now and I'm reading it to you. And I want you to clap your hands for Jesus. Three of us, you go to law school to become what? To become a lawyer. But no one go to sin school to become a sinner. It's just, the thing is that you, are, you have just that, the master class is there. You don't need any school. By the establishment of Adam, you have already been schooled. No one, no one educate a child to lie. As they are growing, lying becomes, the thing is already there. You don't teach a child to insult. You don't teach a child to get angry. It's by, it's by saying that anger can come. Children are growing and within a shortest but they can, you can just get angry. Why? Because of what is inside the blood. What is that? Death by sin. So, so don't say, that's why Omo can say, peer pressure, there's no peer pressure anywhere. And peer pressure is not only teenagers. A pastor can influence another pastor. So peer pressure is a universal demonic effect that affects everybody on the same level or at the same level. On the same level or at the same level. On the same level can be by the age. At the same level can be by the same level but not by age. So when we say peer pressure, it shrinks everywhere. This is when it's left with five years, ten years for a man of God about to go on retirement. He doesn't do any projects in the church again. He gathered all the money to build his house, buy cars, do a lot of investment because he doesn't go on retirement and, and look broke. And all this has come because of 
the peer pressure. Another man of God. So, such people, 15 years to his retirement, he will never do any project in the church. And when they come in, when they get to five years to their retirement, all monies go into their retirement. And by the grace of God, I can retire 50 years. And I'll gloriously live a glorious life without needing anybody contribution. Gloriously. Amen. Amen. Once I'm chasing souls, I have a better retirement. And I've stopped, I've not stopped chasing souls. The day you stop chasing souls, that is the day your money will finish. Because that one it is God who pays you. And God does not pay you only in money, He pays you in a lot of things, including eternal life. So back to this one. Oh, but Genesis 2 7. Maybe I'll be finishing by this one. Then next week we'll continue. Okay, so much are living so. Okay, now watch this. When God picked the dust of the ground, God didn't say anything about man because he was not complete until the breath, which is the life of God. This is where blood becomes active. This is where blood becomes active. That is why we can, you can give a blood, put it in a, a blood bank. When somebody is dying, we can give the same thing to the, the blood to that person. The person will live through of us. Why? Because there's something we call life in that blood. So there are certain surgeries. When we want to do for somebody, they say, let's make blood available. So that in case he falls under anything or he bleeds excessively. We're able to give that person blood. Why is it that the thing has been refrigerated in a container? It is not no more in any human being. But still, they can rejuvenate somebody who is dying to come back to life. So, the people who say that the blood of Jesus does not have the power to save. I don't know where they stand. Somebody who was not born by man or a woman, but he was just planted by the Holy Ghost, and they have not even spoken that it didn't happen. As of now, the family of Mary is still alive and they are still around, and it's still a sign in, in Nazareth that there was somebody born like that, and it's something that is there evident to everybody. Have you seen anybody talking that Jesus didn't come from Nazareth? Because it is it is empirical, they have it, it's there. While Jesus was living with his father and mother as carpenter boys and girls, the house is still there as we talk now. And they can't disprove it. The moment he said, the blood of Jesus washes away our sins. Ha! Ah, why? Because he didn't have... It was Adam whose sin made the sin complete. But thank God that Jesus didn't have Joseph's sperms to become a human being. Because the prophecy based on Genesis chapter 3, the man was not involved. He said the, the, the serpent will bite the heel of the woman. And the woman's seed will do what? Will strike the head. So the man was not involved at all. That's why the whole ministry of Jesus, Joseph's, which is Jesus' father, was not found anywhere. Because the crucifixion and the resurrection was genuinely by the producing, the productivity of all. The woman. That is the power. But Joseph need to come into the play because 
Joseph's acceptance need to hand over the keys of David into Jesus' hand. Because the promise, the promise, the promise from a descendant upon descendant upon descendant upon descendant. He never had any affair. By the time he got married to the woman, the woman is already pregnant. The stomach has come up. Praise the Lord. So he said, do not, do not be afraid to accept Mary to be your wife because he's carrying what? And explanation went on. Do you know where you are coming from? You have become a channel. So even the guy was privileged to even have Jesus as a son. Praise the Lord. I pray that may the Lord help us. So the moment anybody is born as a human being, he is no more a living soul. He is a dead soul. So now you said that I want to be I want to be the first Adam that was created. I want to become a living soul. Now if you want to become a living soul, there is only one gate. Then you have to deny what Adam did for him to become what? A dead soul. And by that denial, that is what we call repent. What are you repenting of? You are not repenting based on the sins you have committed. No. I've done abortion, I've messed I'm an arm robber. No, that is not that. Grace takes care of those past sins. But the genuine repentance is that I have come on the line of Adam. I've seen that what Adam did was wrong. Jesus has come to give us another option of another Adamic nature. For that matter, I'm no more in this old Adamic nature. I have come into the nature of the the last Adam, which is Christ. So when it happens, you do that change of from Adamic nature to Christ's nature is what we call. I have done what I have repent. So repent means that you change from where you are in Adam, Adamic nature. You come to where Jesus is, which is the living soul. The moment you land here, they say you are born. We say we are born again. But if you have not repented, don't talk about born. So I don't want to mention born again in this teaching. I want to genuinely deal with what we mean by repentance because we thought that we have repented but we have not. I took my Bible, I was praying, I was about to go down. I was looking at my picture and the Spirit of God said, he said, repentance is not only once. It's a new thing that I'm bringing it to you. It's not only one. You, you need to. The more you hear the message, you need, to, you need to keep on repenting on so many things. When you keep on repenting on so because I have repented. But there are things that, that you are still doing. So as time goes on, you, you hear the message, you keep on changing. Change. The word changing is what I'm calling repentance. You change. When you are changing, then you, have, you, are, you are being formed in the image of God. You are being formed in the image of Christ. I will teach you better. Maybe today is not correct. Amen. So I've repented. That's fine. It's correct. You have been graduated to be born again. 
But after you are born, as at now, you have been a Christian for 10 years, 20 years, 15 years, 5 years. So are you, it does never occur, Pastor Ben, sit down. I want people to see me. Are you trying to tell me that ever since you became born again, there has never been any message where you have repented again? This message called repentance of him. So that come a, a, a medical doctor. You are admitted first year. Does it, does it mean that you are a medical doctor? You need to keep on writing exams upon exams upon exams upon. Exams upon. Finally, then you become. Uh, we, after five years, when you fail, you are not. You are not. You are not part. We just, we just have to go and weave a basket. So today I have repented. You have come. You are a born again believer. But from that day, that is why we say you must grow by sincere mark of God. At first you were drinking, but now you need to go to the bone level, meat level. Are you listening to me? That's us when we give birth to a child. The child crawls. Uh, he stands. He begins to move. A time will come, he will be talking. A time will come, the teeth will be coming. Some will remove, some will replace. If you are here and your teeth never got removed between the age of seven and ten years, and what you brought right from the day you developed teeth, it is still the one inside, <laughs> inside your mouth. You are not, you are more than a vampire. And one day I will teach you why teeth must be removed and others must come in. If I remember. And why is not the molest that has not got removed, but rather the incisors? Because that is where you use to insult people. Communication does not come from the molest or pre molest, it comes from the incisors. Or did they attempt now? Did they front it? As as Doctor Kuwa, I went to school with him when he was studying cardiology. I was studying dentist dentistry, so we were moving together. I was in the same class. There are some courses we have to do it together because all of us form the same thing. Amen. So. When I say I have repented, anything about Adam should not be found in me. This is where the problem lies. The moment I see any Adamic nature in me, I must fight it. If I don't fight it, then the, the, those preachers will say it is my weakness. And they will allow that weakness to stay with them uh, when the rapture comes. They are denied. Now that is the word they use. Sin is now no more causing. They call it what? Weakness. Yeah, it's weakness because it weakens you. There's no sin that empowers a man. Amen. So what is repentance? It's a total change of mind. Total change of heart. Total change of soul. Change of mind. 
total change of mind, total change of heart, total change of soul, total change of spirit, total change of strength. Why is it that we are not asking? We are not asking. Jesus said, the Bible also said, God told Moses through the Ten Commandments. He gave him other laws. Jesus came. Somebody asked him, what should I do to inherit this? Jesus said, thou shalt serve the Lord thy God with all. That is the, that is the repentant lines. So, please, uh, give me that scripture. So this is the repentance lines. Said, thou shalt serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy might, and with all thy soul. And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I don't want to go to that anger. Because until repentance gets open for you, loving your neighbor as yourself, that's not, that it doesn't go anywhere. First things first. So the only gateway that could open to you for some of us, when the repentance door opened, we, we, we brought our one leg inside the building, but the other leg is still outside. So now we are in the middle of the gate. So we come to church small, then we, we play in the world small. And this is not repentance. I don't know the name that I should give it to this. One leg is here, another leg also is here. Sometimes you drink small. You smoke some more. You joke out some more. Then you come and preach some more. You fast some more. You read Bible some more. Then you take the communion wine some more. But anybody who does this, the dark part will take over the light part. Ask me why. Because this is where you are a master class of. This one is a foreigner. Righteousness, Christianity is a, for, is a, foreign, it's a foreign thing to every human being on earth. That's why people reject. They don't want to go to church. They don't want to pray. They don't want to fast. They don't want to do. But when it comes to eating, because eating is part of the falling, man ate to fall. So eating is gloriously welcome than fasting. Why? Because it's a foreign thing that it doesn't make us feel comfortable. But for us to eat and sleep, to do other stuff, it's easy. We have more appetite and power to do it. But the one that is coming foreign, which will come and save us, that one is difficult for us to do. When righteousness stuff is difficult for you to do, but worldly stuff is easy for you to do, I want to tell you that you have not gotten the gate to accept God called repentance. No Pastor Chi, you are looking into my face. I don't know whether I'm preaching. Oh, today, Papa is not preaching well. The Lord wants us, He wants all of us to be saved. So sometimes there are some messages, it takes us back. Now, listen to me. If a church continues to preach, 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 without bringing the whole church back to the first gate, majority of the congregation will be deceived. Some in a first state, they got repented. They get open for them and they entered. 
as they are growing, they grew and they came out of the repentance gate. But still, they have the form of godliness. But the gate of repentance is shut to them. So Paul wrote to Timothy and said, there are people, they have the form of godliness. But the salvation center, the repentance, the power for them to be saved, they've closed it. So I can clap. I can shout. I can even preach the way I'm preaching. But yes, I'm beyond, I'm behind the gate of repentance. The fact that you speak in tongues doesn't mean that you have repented. So repentance is not speaking in tongues. Preaching is not a sign of repentance. Anybody can preach. A donkey was able to preach to a prophet when the man does have seared conscience doesn't obey God. A donkey spoke to a prophet. He said, how long have you driven me that I have never obeyed you? That you are beating me like that. What wrong have I done to you? You have, to, you have taken me to every journey you want to take. Sometimes I'm tired, but I'm still loyal to you. Oh, prophet. Why are you beating me? I'm not moving because there is, there is an angel standing in front of you, so you don't see it. And I, I, a donkey can see an angel, a prophet, is beating the donkey. So the fact that somebody is oracle of God today doesn't mean that you'll be oracle of God tomorrow if he doesn't still keep himself under the control of the one who called him to be oracle. So those who preach once saved, forever saved and they quote this antichrist prophetic scripture that the gifts and the graces of God are without repentance. So when God gives you salvation, he won't take it. We will see. Then Judas should call a righteous man. But he followed the one who brought salvation and was the carrier of all banking halls through Jesus' enterprises. And all the twelve that were following Jesus, when they bring their food, their money to contribute to the journey and the ministry of Jesus, they have to first give it to Jesus. Jesus has to hand it over to Judas for management and distribution. So he was preaching to them. If I would have gone and come back and the son of perdition would have believed, he would have been alive. He would have repented. I can't imagine. You have sold somebody to die. Then you would die ahead of him. How could he resurrect you? You should have waited for him to die so that your death will be on top of Christ. So that when he's coming up, he will come up with you. But you went into the grave and he came to sleep on you. Resurrection is first. The one at the top. We bring you out first. So when Jesus was coming out, the man was still lying in the tomb. He couldn't come. So how much are repentance? So Mark chapter 12 verses 30. Don't forget. I'm going to hear. Every boy celebrating, shouting, death. In reality, if you want to know the rare Holy Ghost, Holy Field, church that are making it to heaven, power, when the church closed, see the activities and the behaviors of the church members. You will know clear.
Give him verse 10. Uh, 28. 28 to 30. Please correct it. 28 to 30. I say, I drain the bear. But, you know, and can ye, and ye, I drain one as a commander satra, or crana satra, or homo satra. I drain the drink when you want to say, I drain satra. But, you know, it doesn't explain repentance well. Satra, why are they back? What journey? And that's a what journey? By not draining the airborne. As I drain, but Nipadiana, your bonnet in your area, not the Amagina, Jena Kakuliti, Nanipadiana. And one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? Very powerful question. He didn't ask about Sabbath. Jesus never says Sabbath. So, as your people cannot say, Sabbath is wrong about even honor your father and your mother. And Jesus answered, When we say a scribe, a scribe is somebody, as I'm talking, the person is writing. So, whatever Torah, commandment, whatever the law, these scribes, they know from the beginning to the end. So, if this describe, it's not coming to Jesus. Which of them is the first commandment? He's, he's testing Jesus. And Jesus didn't answer him the way he wanted it. Why? Because the answer couldn't fit into what he knows. It was something beyond. So Jesus answered him, and the first commandment, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, is one Lord. This is the answer. What is the explanation? <laughs> So any Jew, the first thing a Jew boy must know is hear O Israel. Hear O Israel. If you go to Jerusalem, you shall hear O Israel. You wouldn't you don't need to continue. The rest of the people around you will continue this. Amen. So it's called. It means that something is about to explain here, O Israel. The Lord our God is, is what? It's one Lord. Because God doesn't want anybody to share what he has. So the next 30. And thou shalt love the Lord. So it is not addition. It's an explanation to what? Hear, O what? Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. How is he one Lord? If he is one Lord, learn. let everything. Number one, your love. Number two, your heart. Number three, your soul. Number four, your mind. Number five, your strength. Should first be for God. That is repentance. So, laugh. <laughs> I've closed. So thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Check this scripture, please. The Bible didn't say they shall love the Lord thy God. By his word. It's a personal prerogative that way. You need to pick it as a personal championship. Pania it for yourself. One take this decision Repent. You can't repent for me. 
and I can't repent for you. When you pick food, you can't put it in my mouth. Then it will come into your stomach. No matter how you can sympathize with me and love me, you can't eat for me. Can you eat for me? Can you also sleep for me? You can't sleep for me. Can you see for me? No. Can you use my head for your examination? No. That's I love the Lord thy God with with what? All that. So when it comes to heart issue, who should be number one? This is what we call repentance. But when you are not born again, God will not be your number one. Worldly things and the desires of the flesh will be your number one. So when you have repented and so the worldly things and the desires of the flesh now predominate your life, it means that you have not come nearer to what we call repentance. We'll go into it later. Detail. Do I scare you? I'm telling you the truth. Too. I'm telling you the truth. I won't go say all. Oh, it should be all. So that's not like 90% for God, 10% is for something else. And critically, don't forget this word L O V E. This is where all things center. Repentance stands here, what we call law. For God so loved the way in the world. So if you really want to come to God by repentance, then you must first love where you are going and love the decision you want to take. If you don't operate and sustain your Christianity by loving Jesus or loving God or loving his word or loving his church or loving your fellow Christians, if this love is absent but you have shifted it to love other things, some of the people, they love perfumes than prayer. This is, you, are not, you have not repented. You love going to your workplace than coming to church. You have not repented. You love eating than fasting. You have not repented. Because anything about God, the thing is all. So everything that has to do with the God you want to be with in heaven, anything about God should be your word. Number one. You spend on yourself much more better than spending on your salvation and working on the salvation. And also to the church which is preparing you. Now let me tell you something. The most, one, the most number one place you're supposed to spend a lot of money is a place preparing your soul to make it to heaven. I'm sorry. The church of Spanish we need to spend. Because when we make the place better and things begin to move, what we need to hear, we will hear. And I've said a time with Anna, my pastor, you wait. Many people can only go to heaven depends on their pastor. It is what you are taught that you are fed with. And what you are fed is what you grow with. So if you are not taught well, you will be a premature Christian and repentance will not be something that you belong to. Let me pick this message right now and go and stand somewhere. The following day, people will not come to church. We have gone to so many places. But at first, the same churches, when I go there, the people come in their numbers. And we can even high chest. They call me there. When I'm preaching, the man of God's face has frowned. It has changed. He used to know me. It was prayer, prophecy, and raising of good fans, money. 
I came, I preached. Come for seat. Few people came. So I have not, I have not become a bad preacher. But at first I was a good preacher. Why? Because people flood around prophecies. When you make prophecy to be your number one, it means you want to know yourself, not God. And you are veered off from eternal life. And every rough prophecy should, should reveal the plan of God concerning your life. And also give you the condition to do in order to make the prophecy fulfilled. So the thing is, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. With how many? This is Jesus talking, not apostle. With all your heart. And Bible says, protect your heart because out of it are issues of life. And with all your what? Your soul. The word soul here talk about passion, desires, lust. And when I'm using lust, I'm not talking about sexual lust. I'm talking about the, the, the emotional attractions and how you yearn to get it to satisfy your ego. That is the lust that I'm talking about. When it is pushing you to enter into certain material things, Jesus says, switch it and let it focus on the material things. Spiritual things. Focus on the spiritual things in God. And we do other spiritual things. Hunger for the word. Instead of hungering for the food. You hunger to live a holy life. Instead of hunger to blemish your, your this and so. The soul is where lust for everything lies. Passion, disaster. This is where this all this is where all the failures. So feel to come to church. Don't feel to go to work and leave the church aside. So the moment thou shalt love anything you pay the highest attention to than your Christianity and the church and your salvation and the Bible, do you know a man of God can become more addicted and lose his salvation? He can become more addicted in doing God's work. There was three years ago I was cautioned. I was cautioned. You can become so committed to the things of God. But if you don't take care, your salvation will be left untouched. When you wake up, you'll be thinking about how to go for so many. You'll be thinking about what to preach. You'll be thinking about this. You'll be planning, making policies, planning, doing here. You, it is fantastic, but it is, it is the worst thing every pastor can do in life. The worst. So three years ago, I was cautioned. I said, I know you are busy. You are moving, moving. Blah. You need to check your back door. Because what you are planning for, you are planning for me, but have you planned for yourself? That's why I don't listen to message to preach. I don't read books to preach. All the books in my, in my office, when I pick them, I better my life because me too, I want to make it to heaven. How many times do you see me that I've come on this altar and say, uh, I preach you. Sometimes I quote what I've read somewhere, but to sometimes to preach ditto, ditto, ditto from books. It's not a sign of pride anyways. Please, it's not a sign of pride. Pastor Ache, I heard a message. My spiritual father has also preached the same message. I heard it from Bishop Poe. 
I've heard it from great men of God. So before you preach, you need to sit down, prepare, do research. I have tried the thing that I read. I have tried. The day I began to go to that anger, I get frustrated. I want to follow what they, they are saying, but when the Spirit of God says, so, <laughs> are you going to preach yourself or you are going to preach about Jesus? I'm going to preach. Say, okay. So follow the way I'm teaching you. You have a dimension where I'll pick you to. So as I finish right now, I'll be, I'm, I've started meditating on the message that will be preached on on Sunday. Not, to, not that I've gotten the topic or the title, but I'm praying and also going deeper to know what I need to preach. It has not come yet. I just am praying, meditating. I could meditate on so many subjects. So by the time I come here, I have a lot of things to talk about. I sit down within one minute. I get the scripture. Off we go. But the things that will be revealed, you'll be shocked. You'll be on a different meal. You'll be fufu and koko. Some people, fufu is their koko. The real level is banku. I'm as open banku pa number one. Open banku, open. Fufu. Then where did you? Where did you need you? Or China have a fire? And no fire be. My baby office, office hospital by. They don't cook for him in the house. When he came, he said, "Doctor, say every day I should eat fufu and goat meat." The son of the master, I want to call the doctor. I said, don't call him. He said, his mobile phone is damaged. When you call, you won't get him. So, I want to end with you here. Uh, I, I didn't go into detail. I just ought to open. This is where we'll be dealing with throughout the whole of this month. About repentance. We shall surely make it to heaven. Shout aloud, amen, church. Remember, I've told you that making it to heaven is not by faith. <laughs> it's not by faith. I have faith that I will go to heaven. No, you can't believe to make it to heaven. You believe for a promise to happen to you. You believe to have an experiential moment on earth. But to have access to heaven, you can't have faith to make it. It is by practice. What, do, what are you practicing? You're practicing, you practice the spoken word. Amen. So every day, repentance itself is, is a continuous daily activity. When you repent and you become born again, there are so many messages that you didn't know, you have not also heard. And you think that it might be right based on what you are doing. Anytime you hear a message, you have a change of mind. It means you have repented. Repent. 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 But it's a major one you have to confess. Jesus as what? Your Lord. And your personal what? Savior. That is where we say the gate has opened. So today I have not taught anything. The real message uh, will be God willing next week, Wednesday. 
And Sunday, I'm going to pick another huge dimension about uh, repentance. Which I'm also going to run it Sunday by Sunday. So as we run repentance on this level on Wednesdays, then on Sundays, we are running another dimension of repentance. Then on Mondays, we run another dimension of what? Deception. The best message God has blessed my life throughout this year from January up to now was Monday. It was Monday. It was Monday. <laughs> if you have not, please download it from the podcast and listen to it. Download it. So many people are praying, they have not repented. Many people are giving offering, they have not repented. When you give offering and heaven sees you that you have not repented, it's just like paying school fees of which you have not been admitted in that school. Or you are writing exams. But your name, you have not been admitted. You are going for lectures and nobody has admitted you. So you don't do that by faith. My name will be in the list. No. And thank God it is not any angel that is in charge of the book of life. The book is in front of the one who came to die. And he doesn't want anybody to mishandle his blood. The devil can influence some of the angels because he has done it before. To push your name inside the book. This one is in front of the one. The book is not in front of God. It's in front of him. But when he appears, he will make he will mark register that he will pick us to come and show to the one sitting on the throne. The spirit of God, I should say this again. So let me say it before. I close you. Sin is our master class nature. I know you have written it. Write it again. Sin is our what? Our master class of nature. Number two. Sin is our first nature. And then you subaya edikan. Sin is our first nature. Number three. No one learns sin. We don't learn it. There's no school that teaches sin. No one learns about what? Sin. There's no sin school. <laughs> Becoming a human being, we are all, every sin in earth is already packaged inside us. Every sin on earth is already packaged. So with this boy, because he went to live in this uh, with this area, he has become too mad bad. No, sir, he has not become too mad bad. He just he has gotten a lot of opportunities to unearth what is inside him. So everybody, watch this. If you have a child, that is what I've tried to fight about in my house. If you have children and they get scared of you and when you are there they put up new attitude as if they are good and it continues for years you'll be creating dragons in your house when they are let alone and I'm trying to fight that one 
Papa. And I'm, I'm teaching as church members. When you are there, every behavior will go synchronize what you want to see. But there's a hidden dragon inside them. Send them to boarding house, they'll become rascals. Let them have admission to the university, they'll become awkward. And that girl will have abortions about five times without you knowing it. She can live with she can live with a boyfriend. She has, the boy has not paid any bride price to you. But there's a merit, marital ceremony going on in that university. And they can have a quick and a sharp personality lifestyle to, 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 to satisfy what you want to see about them. But if you don't go deeper, further, to let them be closer to know that fear must not be entertained and created before your sight. Else, anybody who live by you with fear builds a dragon inside his heart. The day you are absent, the dragon will not come out as a lifestyle. That is why in church, everybody's holy. After church, everybody release the dragon out. So if your father fight it, if your mother fight it, get them closer, love them, let them smile with them, joke with them, let them, let them see you as normal as they can see as a father. So that you're able to know when they go through something, they can share it with you. Now, what about you? Can be with you on the To be serious. Am I talking? What I just said, is it true? So when you give birth to a child, please open your eyes. Are you listening to me? All these stubborn boys that you see them at the university, they are home. They don't behave like that. So, don't, don't train. I've told you several times, there are people ever since Royal Palace came, I know people that if even me, the pastor, I don't really become hard on them to prune them. I know the moment they leave either the presence of the church or they leave man's sight, wherever they travel to, Christianity will not be traceable to their life. The moment they start seeing money and they get exposed to certain things, I'm telling you, the little we have seen shows clearly that the moment they depart, the devil has gotten his own. And you don't need prophetic eye to see it. When you give them 100,000 Ghana seed, 10,000, 1,000, 500 Ghana seed, when they begin to be exposed or know certain people or know certain area or be exposed to certain places, the level of their behavior will prove to you that this one, in case he becomes like this, this is his woe. I don't want to go there. Even an iPhone can change a person. iPhone. iPhone can make him or her. Make everybody a small boy. Don't you know? The mobile phone handle 
make people so proud in such a way that if you, are, if you don't carry such mobile phone, they don't give a damn to you. Don't you know? <laughs> and who told you that success is by holding the highest expensive phone? Kill this passion. It is, it is evil. It is demonic. It is devilish. And you will die by it. When you want to get something, you want to get it passionately by all means possible. And those phones, it takes people who can buy it that they know that it's expensive. When you are in the midst of poor people, using the most expensive thing is not cherished. The chain in her neck is gold. The one in her neck is Cooper. It is still shining. Every one of them good. When they close, they put it in the powder so that it will not rust. All good be good. May the Lord bless us. I don't know whether today we came to church. If I do altar call right now, everybody will come forward. I won't count myself out. I will be the first person standing here. Now we know that many of us, we are outside the gate. We confess Jesus, but we've admitted him out. So God should help us. Nancy, are you okay? You feel you feel a little cold. Alright. She has repented. Okay, let me tell you something. Repentance is not about sadness. Repentance is not about sadness, it's not about cry. It's not about sorry. It's not about looking moody. Repentance is not about quietness. I'll, so that next week, that's where I'm going to start from. I will, t- I will show you what is not repentance. Some people can cry, I'm telling you. They are more than hijackers in crying. Can I tell you something? Don't become a master of sin. It's, all, it's, your, it's, it's your original nature, so don't grow it. <laughs> don't become a master of sin. It is your original what? Nature, so don't grow it to become a supremo in it. You don't need to learn. You don't, you don't learn how to sin. It's already inside you. So the highest skill to live life is to have the major skill nobody will teach you is to sin. But to live a righteous life, unless we have to teach you from the Bible, ah, there's no book for sin. You have any book for sin? Why we open it to teach people this is how to sin? This is how to steal. Oh, the book, the volumes of the chapters and the verses. That's why. Where is it? Uh, 
So fornication chapter 2 verses 5 is already inside. Drunkenness chapter 8 verses 14. Lying chapter 16 verses 44. Deception chapter 88 verses 99. Anger chapter 4 verses 44. All the verses and chapters, everything is inside. And anger is one book. Because there are dimensions in anger. Somebody can get angry with you and so smile with you. How are you? Such a, wow, it's very nice. Thank you. Meanwhile, in the heart, he's burning. It's a dimension. So when we, when we mention anger, the book of anger, the chapter is smiling by still, boiling in the heart. My God. Still in chapter 2, verse, also, the word still is also a book. Because the chapters, when we come to the chapter of stealing tight, there's one there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Stealing examination hall is another chapter. <laughs> Those of you who sign, you got to the workplace 914. You will sign 718. Lying chapter 4, verses 88. If a common book can make you lie, then the devil should go and sleep because you are already part of his nature. Book. Time book. So every, when I was teaching, Obuasi and Formina, the teachers always get angry with me. They say, Are you the only person going to church? Are you the only holy person? Are you, the, are you the only one that will go to heaven? All of us are Baptists. We are all Pentecost, assemblies of God. We go to church. Sign so that the headmaster will know, will know. I said, No, no, no. I came here 10 13. I'll write. If I came 10 13 and you are the next person to write, And we thank God this time around, machines have come. You, you go there with a card. You slot it in. Then it will be recorded. That one is better. But for teachers there, because of lies, many people, many teachers will go to hell. Because GES will never make that time. If he makes that time cry, some teachers will break the system down. I can't remember one day, a circuit supervisor wanted to take some teachers from my school to the district so that they could take him to the region for them to be suspended. And when the master came to school, the time book, the log book, he, he said it everywhere. Because <laughs> that, that is the number one evidence. Oh, they threw it into the toilet. It was later that two of them were fighting. Some months after, then they brought it up. You can joke with everything, but don't joke with the gate. That opens for you to enter into what we call Christianity. Call repentance. Let's stand on our feet and pray. And that when I asked Pastor Nicholas to come and lead prayers, 
He has been so quick the message. So the, the, the passion to flow is not there. So that when I ask some people, even I've told Nancy, Sandra, the moment you see that I'm closing the, the message, no. Straight out, you come on stage. But uh, 99%, so many times, I have to say before the council come on stage. Mm, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Let's pray. Pastor Nicholas, <laughs> he's shaking his head. Let's pray right now. Speak to God.